Hello and welcome to another episode of the Trial Lawyer Podcast. My name is Gabriel White and I'm here with my partner Dan Garner and we're both at the law firm of White and Garner and we're also joined today by Scott Powers uh, who is at the law firm of Snow Christensen and Martineau and today we're talking about cross-examination, some advanced techniques in cross-examination, specifically Methods for dealing with runaway witness, which we define as a witness who refuses to answer the question uh, that you've put to them, whether they want to explain or they are trying to answer a different question that you haven't asked them. Uh, this, these are techniques that will help convince the witness that it is in their best interest to just do what they're supposed to do and answer the question. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Okay, today uh, we are going to be discussing some methods for controlling runaway witnesses um, in cross-examination. Movie about this, Julia Roberts. Now, that, that's the runaway jury, and that's different. I thought it was runaway. I thought it was runaway bride and Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah, that's true. That jury, is a bride, different one. witness. Somebody's running away. Someone's running. So as There is a runaway jury, but that's with... Uh, that's John Cusack, Cusack yeah. It's a great movie. That is a good movie. All There's right. A twist there at the end. So we've got um, as our kind of our our Bible here that we're using um, Roger Dodd and Larry Posner's textbook on cross examination, and we did a our, myself and Patrick Burt did a CLE on direct and cross earlier in the week, and one of the things we didn't have a chance to go over was. Um, techniques for controlling runaway witness, meaning any witness who, you know, just doesn't want to answer the question. Um, they're, they're, you know, uh, obstinate or they keep messing with you or they keep answering. This is something that I find uh, is a easy mistake to make uh, at trial and in depositions uh, because, you know, the, the witness may, the, the, their refusal to answer your question may be subtle. I mean, they may just answer a different question than the one you asked, or they may want to explain. Um, and so, you know, we, we've got to have some techniques to do that. Uh, one of the ones that, you know, comes up first in this and that I've seen uh, work the best, or at least for me, in most all situations, is just repeating the question, just asking the question over again. Um, in depositions, I'll have the court reporter read it back, and a lot of times I'll remind the witness that the depot will go a lot faster if they just answer my question. <coughs> and a lot of the trick to it is just making sure you do it every time that you repeat the question in the same tone of voice. You don't change the way it's worded. You don't change anything. You just answer it over again. Um, you mean ask it over again? Yeah, you ask it over again. The exact same question. If they don't... If they don't answer it or if they, their answer is, well, you got to understand, blah, 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 blah. Then you go back and, and ask it again. And at first they may pretend like they're confused. They obviously know what's going on because they didn't answer the question for a reason. Um, and, uh, you know, you may get objections from opposing counsel that, you know, asked and answered. You just say, well, they, you know, they didn't answer the question. Uh, most often my experience is if they really haven't answered the question and you ask the same question again and they 
still don't answer the question. Eventually, the judge jumps in and says, you know, Mr. Witness, you that's not his question. You answer his question. Um, what have you guys done I, to I had deal with witnesses? That... Five hours worth of deposition yesterday wherein the deponent constantly didn't ask or answer the question that was being asked. And by and large, the way I dealt with it was the same way you just described. She would go off and, and explain everything other than what I was asking, and when she was done, I would say, okay, well, thank you for that, but what I asked was, and then I asked the same question. And after I, you know, the first couple times, it resulted in, you know, continued rambling. Um, but by the end of it, by the end of it, she, she knew what was happening in those scenarios and actually was embarrassed when I would do something like that and would immediately focus on my question and give me a yes or no. And it, it ended up working really, really well. I mean, frankly, it got a little bit confrontational, but, you know, I, I feel like it worked in my benefit to have that, uh, you know, that confrontational feeling going on because... Uh, are we still on? Yeah. I feel like the confrontational aspect was actually good because I think it, it, it shortened her answers, it focused her on the questions, and ultimately resulted in a shorter, more focused deposition. But I think, you know, every, every every deponent is different. And sometimes you are dealing with a person who you don't want to set up for whatever reason. And so, you know, coming off as confrontational it might not end up having them focus on the question. Instead, it might end up having them do more rambling than they were already doing. You know, and I and I and my experience has been that, you know, when I do it, I it, it's all a part of training the witness to answer. And... I think one of the benefits of the repeat thing is it becomes very clear to anybody who's watching whether or not the person is accidentally not answering your question or if they're not answering it on purpose. Yeah. Because once you repeat it a couple of times and they get the, you know, it, it, it's pretty obvious that, okay, they're, they're you know, you ask them about what's, a fact and they decided they want the to explain. What's the most you've had someone avoid the same question? Oh, I remember. I think I over was in a over deposition over. with you one time, and I think you. It was like twelve times that you had to ask the same question. Yeah. Uh, really? What kind of question were they avoiding for well, the whole time? And the nice it thing was is, something stupid too, and I I couldn't. I was I couldn't. I was sitting there thinking, why? It was one of these construction defect cases, and I couldn't figure out why on earth this guy just would not answer this question well it's because the answer to the question is bad for his well, case that's but, what it, yeah. that but in this instance it wasn't though it was like it was a, it was kind of innocuous and See, i didn't have and every to every it. once in a while you can there are witnesses that are just confused and they're trying to like, and that's that's why i give the instruction like yeah. don't try and explain or, or you know just focus on the questions that i ask and if i need more information i'll ask you for it so i like repeating the question uh I get annoyed if I have to do it more than twice, more than like twice, and so I like I like the reversal technique that he talks about, where like if you're trying to get someone to admit if they signed a piece of paper, uh, then you just ask, okay, well you didn't sign this piece of paper then, and just get reverse it a little bit, and that seems to, because they don't want to lie, 
Well, yeah. And and, it's almost a better question. And their, their their explanation a lot of times is assumes that they signed the document and you're trying yeah. to get out, that's all I want from you. Right. We need to get this done. And so when you ask, okay, so you didn't sign the document, they're like, Oh, no way, I did. If I don't say yes, that's my, you know, that's yeah. my signature, then I'm going to have to explain this later. So. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, you didn't. Okay, so yeah. have you ever seen this before then? And yeah, and and you know I think that's a good one, especially it's it's really good with um, with uh, you know with experts because a lot of times you know the expert is not if the expert comes in and their testimony was perfect and they were one hundred percent accurate and there was just no way there was no wiggle room then you wouldn't be at trial because. You know, the expert yeah. would say, all right, here's what it is, and it'd be indisputable. And so a lot of times they're trying to wiggle or sort of fudge on some things, and um, that reverse thing can really get them because they don't want to say, well, no, abs- you know, absolutely not. Um, you know, I've had that with neuropsychologists who try and go beyond their kind of scope by, you know, recommending medications or whatever to... To, that would you know supposedly help my client better than you know what our doctors recommended and uh, they want to go through it and I'll say well you know you're not you're not licensed to prescribe these medicines are you well but you know I have a lot of experience treatment but you're not licensed to prescribe these medicines are you well no oh, you know I, I just have been treating people with these things for so long and I know what they need okay you are licensed to prescribe medicines well, no, no, I don't. I don't have that okay, <laughs> doppel. You don't know, want a doppel call. The next moving day. on, yeah. I mean, it's so it's, you know, that's probably, and I would say by far that is, you know, the most common, the, the probably the most common ways of doing it. Um, but you know, the fun thing is, and you know, if, if anybody listening to this is really interested, I'd suggest getting this book because. We're never going to be able to go through all of the stuff that we need to do. I bet some of the tactics were a little, little interesting. The physical interruption. Well, there's yeah, there's. I like the you know the full the full formal name one slam. What was that? Oh, okay. You were saying click click. I mean, it's it's it's. He gives the example. You know, full formal name. You failed to you know questioning a doctor. You failed to review the x-ray of her neck? Answer. Well, any person that's old with bones so soft, x-rays can be difficult to interpret. Dr. Franklin Jeremiah Toth, you failed to review the x-ray of her neck. Correct. And it... it the don't idea, name me. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it plays off of that sort of feeling like you know you're in trouble when you, they use your full name. I have um, never used like, probably the majority of these. There's, I, you know, I've I've played around with a lot of them in depots because that's the place to try things out. You know, I like the one he says short. Have you done question. the full name one? Yeah. I'm not an expert in a depot. But in Utah, we you don't get to depose experts as much, or it's not wise to depose experts as much as it used to be. It gives them yeah. a platform to just. Yeah. Usually increase the scope of their potential testimony. So yeah. I also really I have like opposing counsel that keeps trying to get me to depose the expert. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm I got, good. I got the report. Yeah. yeah, I've got the report. We're not gonna enlarge. Like, please, that. Yeah. please. Oh. Yeah. So there's another one in here that I really like. It called shorten the question. And uh, the example he gives of it, it's funny. Question: The car was blue. 
Answer, the sun was in my eyes. I really wasn't paying much attention. I was looking for my ride. Question, car blue. <laughs> as I said, I was distracted. I wasn't playing close, as close attention as you might think. I'm just not really sure. Question, blue? Blue, yes, blue. Like, you know, where it's just, <laughs> you know, obvious, and they're trying to get their story in. Um, you know, and I've done the thing, I've, I've done the thing where I hold up the hand or the, or the single finger. I've done the, you know, you know, like, we can be here for the rest of our lives if we want to, or you can just answer my questions. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in trial, I think that the, with a witness who goes and you've, you have tried to repeat several times the tactic of, okay, you know, holding up the hand after several times of going through it. Cause you know, like you're making the point to the jury that this person just isn't getting it. And so you hold up the hand and they kind of stop eventually and you say, okay, let me ask that again. My question is da 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 da. And it's kind of a very subtle escalation in the, in the thing and, and points out to everyone in the courtroom that, okay, he's not answering the question that I asked. So that's why we're having to do this. Um, Cop, c- cops are... Notorious. Oh, yeah. It's just like I remember one sitting in the trial, and, the, and we were just trying to identify a tequila bottle, huh. and refused. The man refused to say the word tequila. Why? He just kept saying liquor or hard liquor. Did or, he forget? No, like it was. Be, it had. It's complicated, but it mattered. It mattered that it was tequila because they had done some testing of there was a spill and anyways oh but he refused to say tequila yeah i mean and, I, you and know the, and the, you know it's got this big mexican tequila on the, on the <laughs> just like would not would not admit it yeah and i i think you know the, the key with some of these techniques that are more <coughs> aggressive i mean they're meant to be able to be used by everybody and i do think people who are smaller and less aggressive naturally in their personality can get away with being a lot more aggressive in their techniques because they don't come off as overbearing as somebody like <coughs> me. <Game. coughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm 6'2", like 270. Yeah. You know. It's the biggest note. I Every time we did like a mock trial in law school, well, you're really, you're a big guy, so, you know, you got to be I just hated it. Yeah. Every time I'm like... Yeah, I've never had that. Five foot eight on my tallest day, it's not... Uh, not really something I contend with. And one one that I found that's really useful in depositions is is that asking the court reporter to read. Back I the do that all the time, and I think that's another thing where it's it's like you said, raising your hand at trial. That's another scenario where you're almost you're, you're you're bringing in a third party to kind of make them look silly. Like, can you can you reread my question? Well, and, and the court reporter reads it, and that makes them realize, oh boy. Well, in Utah, we only have court reporters in federal court anymore, but. It, and it's always a, a mistake. Yeah, a trial. Yeah. And, it, and I, it, I feel like it's almost, it's almost always a mistake to go to the judge mm-hmm. for help getting the witness to answer. If the judge is going to get involved, I need the judge to get involved on their own. Yeah. But, um, you know, with, the, with a, a, a court reporter, you know, it's real easy because I'm just saying, can you please read back that question? And the court reporter goes back and reads it back, which highlights, you know, the court reporter has a lot more authority with the jury than 
than the lawyers do, at least when a case is starting, because they're an officer of the, uh, they work for the court, they don't work for one of the parties, and um, it's a lot harder for the witness to back out of that. Um, so, you know, uh, there are a variety of other techniques in here um, that, you know, get a little more or less aggressive. You know, a witness answers your question, but then, um, you know, doesn't really say, you know, yes. So after they get done, be like, so your answer to the question is yes. I did that a lot yesterday. And they, they may go into a... to read stuff. They may go into a long explanation, and then you say, okay, but your answer to my question is yes. Okay, here's an, a related note, gentlemen, for the, for the plaintiff's bar gentlemen in the room. If you've got a client who is being obstreperous like that, and the other side keeps asking them to, you know, has done all these tactics four or five times, and your client continues to provide the wrong answer, at what point do you feel justified in instructing a client not to answer because they're being badgered, even though you might know that no real response has been provided? Do you just let them go forever? Badgering is a TV lawyer thing. Or I at least it, in I this, it. In I'm, this I'm state. using that as a... I'm not like harassment? Well, harassment is the same. Yeah, but I, I, for me, it, 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 you're talking about a depot. Yes. Um, I, it... it Harassment goes more to badger for harassment. Yeah, yeah, It goes more to it goes more to the nature of the question and the tone than the number of times you repeat it. I don't think you repeating the question, you know, over again, is sufficient to constitute harassing the witness. Well, no, but they they provide a response. Are you know? Are you are you qualified to 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 provide a prescription in this scenario? Are you qualified to write prescriptions? You just you ask that ten different times, and then finally their attorney See, that's says, "You know what? You've asked the question. They provided seven, eight responses. I'm going to instruct my client not to answer because you are now harassing someone who's answered your question multiple times. I think that's the same question. I think it depends on the question. I mean, if you're yeah. asking like a difficult question, like say for like a sexual assault case or or someone explaining the trauma that they've gone through several times. If you're asking that question and you're just not liking it, and we're talking about you've asked a legitimate question, you're asking anyways, you've asked a legitimate question, they're just not giving you legitimate answers. I've seen it, though, where they ask a, a question that's a hard question. It's asking them to basically relive a trauma that they've been through. They've given the best answer that they can, and I've seen that answer, that question been asked like three times. At that point, I think it is hurt. But it's based on the trauma, not based on the number of times. And, and I think your problem, it, and I know that was just an example, but that problem a lot of times might be avoided. You know, you don't want to ask the, are you licensed to do this? Because that's not really a leading question to ask on cross. So you're going to be like, you're not licensed to prescribe medication. You don't have to ask any questions. If you you're entitled be, to. You if don't you have want, to. If you want to be a good lawyer, you have oh, to. Because cross is your opportunity to, to testify to the jury. Why would you put that in the witness? Oh, I know, hands? I know. Well, you, you you phrased it as though you have to. No, it's like know. it's like you want to avoid. It, they call them the seven enemy words: who, what, when, where, why, how, and the worst one is explain. 
Okay, because you're handing over control to the witness. So the witness can here's say you, here's your anything mm-hmm. in response to pretty much any of those questions. And you don't ever want to do that. You don't ever want to open it up so the witness can be responsive to your question. and talk. It's like John Travolta in, in a civil action mm-hmm. when he, he asked the witness to, you know, well, you know, why do you, if you care about this land so much, explain to me why you can, you know, pollute it or whatever, or, or how can you... Given what we've heard, how can you do this? And he asked him to explain. And the witness goes off on a long tirade about his family's been on the land for hundreds of years and they believe in it and it's this long thing. And he keeps trying to stop him and the judge says, well, you asked him to explain and he's explaining. So, you know, what do you want me to do? Um, Speaking of out of control, response to a question. What? <laughs> Gabe was a runaway... Uh, Runaway response. Runaway response for your in the uh, podcast to 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 help you craft your question better. Yes, I ran away. In your assistance, out of control. Okay, so we will um, we will leave that there. We may come back to this uh, subject in the future because obviously we haven't even covered half of the topics that are um, in uh, the book, but. Um, there's a lot of great stuff in there. I encourage you to pick it up uh, if you get a chance. Thank you for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Trial Lawyer Podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you will tune in in the future. Uh, so you can subscribe via iTunes or check out the raw audio files on SaltLakeTrialAttorney.com. Thank you very much, and have a nice day.